It's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you doing, Phil? Presently accounted for, and I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. Make sure you check with your accountant on that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, please send your comments and questions to at Song Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or feedback at songtalk.ca, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode, to find links to resources we mentioned. You're going to be wanting to do that today, and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs uh, that we feature. Tonight, we are happy to be launching our 2023 Song Talk Songwriting Challenge which is to write a song in an unusual mode. Yay! Uh, first off, we'd like to explore a little bit about modes, and helping us out today is Mr. Jeff Allen Greenway. Just a little intro. Uh, Jeff Allen Greenway is a film composer, singer-songwriter, and pianist from Toronto, Canada. Jeff has created music for a wide range of Canadian international film projects, such as the New Zealand horror film The Anniversary, the American short film The Window Seat, which explores the effects of Alzheimer's disease, and the Indian feature-length documentary, The Secret Life of Frogs, which won a Nature Documentary Award at the Cannes TV and Media Awards. Welcome back to Song Talk Radio, Jeff. Thank you. It's great. Great to be here. Thanks for yeah. having me. Awesome to have you back. It's been, it's been a while since we've seen you on the show. Um, so, uh, so like I said, we're, we're exploring our songwriting challenge to deal, playing around with modes. And uh, Phil just told us that he had a bit of a revelation um, about his exploring with modes. So let us know what that is, Phil. Yes. So one of the things that always confused me about modes, I always, like many guitarists, I'm self-taught. And as a self-taught musician, you have little islands of knowledge. You have very advanced stuff and you have basic stuff. And you learn what you need to do your stuff, but you have little gaps. And you learn to work around your gaps because you need to get stuff done. Uh, so I always understood the concept of modes, but I never quite understood it in a way that made a lot of sense. But I sort of figured going through this process, it's kind of made sense to me. So I'm going to share that with the folks. So I'm going to use my guitar here. So a mode is made up of basically a major scale. But instead of starting on the root, we start on one of the other notes in the of that major scale. Mm -hmm. So in the old days, everything was just in C. So to get some more variety, they would have their C major scale. But then they would start a scale maybe on the D or on the, the second uh, step of the scale from D to D. And the relationship between those notes gives everything a slightly different sound. So I'm going to play uh, the G major scale. So that's the G major scale. Now, one of the things always I got confused at, people would say, oh, this is in A Aeolian or D Dorian or something. And I could never quite figure that out because I knew it was based on a, a major scale. So all you have to do is really just remember the names of the different modes and the fact that they start on a different scale. So we're going to be doing two modes today, Dorian and Lydian. And the Dorian starts on the second step of a major scale but it uses all the notes of that major scale. It just starts on number two. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to use a, a Dorian mode, which is started on the second step of a major scale, so in G, that would be A. So um, when you talk about a, a mode, you would use the root note, which is A. So this it's still in A, but it's actually using all the notes 
from the G major scale just in a different order, starting on the second one. So that instead of, it would be. So it's the exact same notes as the G major scale, but just in a different, uh, a different order. So when someone says um, A Dorian, it would be this. But I could also do it in C Dorian, which is using the C, using the C as the root. But the the scale I would be basing it would be with the A sharp major scale, which would be. But using all the exact same notes as the as the A sharp major scale, using a C Dorian would be. So again, you use the root note that you're wanting to work with, and this might be in this case C. But then you have to think about okay, a Dorian, and you just have to know what the names mean. So you go okay, a Dorian scale, a Dorian mode is based on the second step of a major scale. So what note, what scale would have C as the second note of the major scale? In this case, it would be A sharp. So listen to that a few times, pick up your guitar and play around with it, and then you'll kind of go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because it was always that A, Do A Dorian or A Lydian that always kind of confused me because I'm just going, well, what does that mean? It is, you're still using a root note. It's just uh, the order of the notes is different. And that's my con contribution. And uh, yeah, good night, yeah, everyone. There's absolutely a fine <laughs> way to look at it, for sure. Um, yeah, and actually there are, th th I think that that's one way to look at it. And as, as most things with music theory, you know, often there are more than one way uh, to look at the same thing, which is literally the same thing from a sonic you know, note perspective. Um, but the other way to look at it is um, I actually posted a, a YouTube video on our Sontag radio channel a while ago. I was playing around in F Mixolydian. And the thing I discovered in that process was how everything does relate to the major scale. So is it is Dorian the same as a major scale, but it's got a flat three and a flat seven. And, you know, and then 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 your then your root note is actually the same, but then you think about the different qualities of of degrees of that of that scale. And I, I think that that way to me is more interesting to look at things because um you begin to um, hear and discover which modes sound brighter and which modes sound darker. And that really can inform, you know, a songwriting decision as to, I want this tone to be a little bit darker, a little bit uh, uh, brighter. When it, when it comes to your, your writing process, Jeff, how do you, how do you prefer to look at modes? Yeah, I, I, I've kind of looked at them uh, both ways. I, mm -hmm. I sort of come from a jazz background. So there's like a really, really heavy emphasis on modes because they're mm -hmm. used a lot in, in soloing and that sort of thing. Um, for me, I find the fastest way is the way that you mentioned, Neil, which is relating it back to a major scale that starts on the first note that you want to start on, right? So for instance, for Dorian, it would be thinking of, if I'm doing it in C, I would be thinking of a C major scale, but then lowering the third and lowering the seventh, right? I, I sort of have all that memory. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you know, kind of backwards to the way I would do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're, it, both ways are equally well, both valid. Both ways are equally valid. And certainly certainly that's the first way I learned it because being a piano player, I was told just use the white keys and just start on a different note and then you get the different modes and and that's perfectly you know that works perfectly well and especially being a panel player you just stick with the white keys that's always easier <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, or all the black keys. <laughs> or all the black keys. <laughs> There's only five of those. You don't, you don't remember the seven note scale. If you As Stephen Sondheim uh, told us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do do an episode with him one of these days. Okay, so so like we said, we're today we're going to be exploring two specific modes, Dorian and Lydian, and uh, we want to start with with Dorian. So like like you're just saying, Jeff, a Dorian scale, a Dorian mode is the same as a major scale, and of course, scale and mode are are, are they equivalent, Jeff, or they are just sort of interchangeable in a casual language, or is there something specific about scale versus mode? Well, I mean, yeah, scales, generally speaking, are just, you know, a succession of notes from like uh, root to root, basically. And there's millions of different scales out, out, out there, many of which aren't modes, right? They're, oh. they're alterations to modes or they're alterations to uh, to major or minor scales. Um, so mode, when, they, when we talk about modes specifically, we're talking about, uh, like you guys both mentioned, the different degrees from the major scale starting on different notes, right? So, um, you know, uh, when we, there, we have alterations to those as well, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about that uh, later, uh, but the basic modes, um, as, as I'm sure everybody knows, uh, you're, I think you're gonna put up a chart on this, right? Uh, yeah. Our Ionian, which is major, um, actually maybe I can just do a quick little demonstration. So major would be. So there's C major, and if I go up one, I've got Dorian. I go up again, I've got Phrygian. And then we've got Lydian. Mixolydian. Aeolian, or also called natural minor. And the one that's very, very rarely ever used, uh, which is um, Locrian. And they all have very, very different sounds, um, as as you can hear. And uh, you know, some of them have been used quite successfully in a lot of different pop rock songs. Uh, Led Zeppelin, in particular, uh, used a lot of uh, uh, modes in their their writing, and you you hear a lot of um, that kind of stuff, especially in in rock music. They like to use a lot of the darker modes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the interesting about Locrian. Is it Locrian or Locrian? Um, <laughs> especially because it's the only mode that has a flat five, mm -hmm. right? And that makes it especially attractive to really, really dark music. Because everyone else likes, you know, we, we all love the perfect fifth and we're all very, very attuned to hearing the perfect fifth everywhere we go. And Locrian just throws that out the window and says, nope, I'm going with a flat five, <laughs> which, is, which makes it really hard to work with. <laughs> so yeah. flat five from that root, because there is... Yeah. Um, I think Lydian has a sharpened fourth, isn't it? Four. Yeah. yeah. But it's still got a perfect fifth. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Okay. Right. Right. Well, let's talk about Dorian and yeah. everything that we need to know about Dorian. Okay. Um, so I have a little example here of a, a song that's in Dorian. Um, and uh, just so that I can sing this, I've change the key slightly. Uh, this is uh, a Tears for Fears song called Mad World, which I think a lot of people know it was uh, famously redone a few years back, sort of as a mm. piano ballad, but originally was written by Tears for Fears back in, I think it was 1982 or 83. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just going to play a bit of this and then we'll, we'll analyze it. We'll talk about, you know, how this kind of works with Dorian. It's actually a combination of uh, Aeolian, um, so natural minor and uh, Dorian. And if you can listen carefully, you'll hear that shift from Aeolian to Dorian. Uh, so it starts like this. All around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces, bright and early for 
so very nice. <laughs> um, so, uh, did you guys hear where the shift happens? Where it yeah, does it? It feels kind of funny. Is that the? Is that yes. where the shift is? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of kind of the chorus. Um, so the beginning of the song uh, starts basically in D natural minor. So the chords are, uh, if we're doing it in D minor here, um, D minor, F, C, and then G minor, which comes from uh, basically D Aeolian. Um, which is actually exactly the same as Dorian, it just has a flat six. Um, so that's the natural minor for D. There's also, of course, D harmonic minor and D melodic minor, which are variations on that. But the uh, the natural D minor has a B flat or a flat six. So you can hear that in the chords, right? I'm basically playing the one chord, um, the three chord, three major, uh, the uh, seven major, and then of the chords that make up the uh, verse. But then it has a little change in the chorus and basically just has two chords. It goes from D minor or the one chord to a major four chord, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Quite a lift to it if you compare that to the verse, which is a bit darker sounding with that minor four chord. So once I raise my sixth note, that, that gives me Dorian, right? And that's where that chord comes from, because if you raise the sixth note, now you have a B instead of a B flat, or a uh, basically a major six instead of a minor six, and that gives you slightly different chords. So if I was to analyze the chords in the different keys, if I do minor, um, or the natural minor, I basically end up with a minor chord, a diminished chord, major, minor, minor, and then minor again. That would be basically my chord scale for Aeolian or natural minor. As soon as I change it to, um, to Dorian, now I've got a collection of different chords. So I've still got minor at the beginning, but I go up one and now I get another minor instead of a diminished chord, which is much more useful and it sounds, <laughs> sounds much nicer. Uh, and I've got a major third, three chord. And then I've got that major four chord, which again is really nice. It gives a, a, a nice lift to the key there. And then I've got um, a minor chord, minor six chord, and then a diminished, I'm oh, sorry, minor five chord, diminished six chord, major seven chord again, and then back to minor. So Jeff, can I um, ask something? Um, so when you're when people are working in major, and mostly early songwriters are used to working in major, the the steps of the scale have kinds of uh, chords associated with it. So usually your one and your four and your five are uh, the major, which mm -hmm. is, you know, it's one, four, five, those are major. Your minors are two, three, uh, six, and then seven, which is basically whatever you can get away with if you're a guitar player. It's usually diminished in major, I think, isn't it? Yeah. But so the different modes have different kinds of chords associated with their own uh, sort of scale steps. Because I think um, we're going to be working with uh, Lydian, which has uh, the one and the two, which are major chords. But in Dorian, one and two are both minor. Yes. I believe. Because um, you'll notice that Santana uses Dorian a lot because he does the ones, he does a one seven. 
and then he'll do um, a four, a seven. And a lot of jam bands like that, um, Dorian, because you can just, you can just kind of jam on it and it's sort of kind of airy. So all the modes have different kinds of chords on each one of the scale steps. And that kind of helps you explore that, uh, explore that mode a bit. Because, you know, whether it's like minor, minor and a major, or major, major and a minor, versus the versus the major scale, which we're all used to using, which is major, minor, minor, major, major, minor, diminished. So mm -hmm. just to help uh, listeners out there. Please go ahead there, uh, Jeff. Yeah. So um, uh, I guess... Uh, the, Can I actually just interject with, with one thing about, about how you were going through that, that process and about how Mad World works? The, the other way to really think about this very, very simply is to say that if you're if you are in D minor, normally your four chord would be a G minor, and and they do do that in the verse, right? So they're strictly in minor, and then they open up to Dorian in in the in the in the chorus, and basically they're just flipping that four chord, the G minor, into a G major. So you're doing what they call a modal interchange. You're taking one of the minor chords and you're flipping it to major, or vice versa. You're taking one of the major chords and and flipping it to minor, and I think that's that's kind of a simple way to get into modal sort of playing and, and writing is just to say, these are the normal chords I'm working with. Let's take one of them and flip it major minor or minor, minor uh, major and see what that and see what that sounds like. And then you're starting to play around um, with, with, with modes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a great way of putting it. Uh, often a lot of composers will uh, mix and match from different modes. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, minor and major is is the most common one, borrowing chords from minor, putting them in major or vice versa, uh, but also, you know, putting Dorian chords in there, putting in uh, Locrian chords and, and that mm -hmm. sort of thing sometimes, right? Just, it, it actually gives you a really, really wide palette of colors, right? If you yeah. start thinking outside of major and just thinking one, four, five. Uh, and, and especially when you're working with minor, that, that one small change makes a huge difference. You can hear it um, in the song in the melody as well, right? So the melody for the verse is... Um right? But then it changes in the chorus to use that raised... Uh, six, right? So with the, uh, with the Dorian, we've got that raised six, and now the melody becomes... So it's it's playing off of both the chords and the melody with that raised six, which, which really makes a nice change in the chorus in that song. I wanted to um, point out a possible area of confusion, because you referred to... Uh, Dorian chords, the only things that makes them Dorian is their relationship to each other, because they're still the same chords, but it's just whether or not you're using a major, major, minor, or a minor, minor, major, those two sort of relations between them will kind of give it a modal, like a, maybe a, a Dorian or whatever other mode you're working with, sound, but it's you're still using the same chords as the major scale, but you're just putting them in different order. Yeah, and it's really important. What really makes it um, 
Dorian or whatever mode that you want to be in is that root, right? So you can hear in this song that D minor chord is always the root, right? It goes back to the D minor, right? The verse starts in D minor. go back to D minor, right? And the same thing in that uh, chorus, right? It's centered around D minor again because it keeps going back. Back to that D again, right? So that, that's really the difference in what makes something sound uh, Dorian or Lydian or Mixolydian as opposed to the major. Because you're right, it's actually C major. I'm playing in C major right now, just up a step. Um, right. So you have to be careful, and, and this is something I was going to talk a, a little bit about with Lydian as well. You have to be careful in your use of the chords, right? Because if you don't use the chords in the right way, it will sound like you're in that major key as opposed to being in, in the mode that you're trying to use. Especially with Lydian, because Lydian... <laughs> what, what, what do you mean by that, playing, like, composing it correctly? Um, what I mean is correct to... Uh, correct in the way that you want to write in that mode. Um, so I don't necessarily mean, you know, correct or incorrect. You can write anything you want, of course, right? And it doesn't even, you don't even have to say that this is in this mode. But if you're trying to write a piece in, you know, in Dorian, you have to be careful just what that root is, right? If I use mm -hmm. that C chord too often, right, in, in D Dorian, it's going to sound possibly like I'm in C major rather than than D Dorian, right? So if my intent is to write in D Dorian, um, I need to make sure that it's centered around that D as the root of the, the song. Now, with the, with, with the example we have for, for Lydian, um, which is uh, Dreams by uh, Fleetwood Mac, the, the question that arises for me, especially comparing the two songs, the, the Tears for Fears song starts in minor, the verse is clearly in minor, and then the chorus is clearly in Dorian, whereas Dreams is Lydian all the way through. Is is there a thing, Jeff, where a lot of songs are are strictly one mode, like you say correctly, like playing within the scope of one mode, um, or do many songs sort of interchange, like different sections of songs can take on a different mode? Yeah, exactly. You can you you don't have to write an entire song, for instance, in D Dorian, and and that that song is is good proof of that. It sounds really nice with that change from the natural minor to Dorian. Um, it gives that, that nice lift in the chorus. So often, if, when you listen to a lot of songs, there will be changes within the song, even different keys, right? It might go from D minor mm -hmm. to F major, for example. Uh, and the same with modes. You could have a chorus that's in Lydian, right? And then the verse maybe is just in regular major or something like that. So it, it actually, like I said, it, it, it just opens up this wide palette of, of colors that you can use uh, and in any way that you want. You can have different sections in different modes. You can have different sections and different keys. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be posting. We'll be posting that video that we that we shared a, a while back. Uh, David Bennett, one of our YouTube viewers, that again, the, 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 this video that I saw was really the eye opener for me because he did start talking about in terms of light and dark, which which is really a great way to me for 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 exploring those kinds of changes. Do you want your chorus to be brighter? Do you want your chorus to be darker? Do you want your bridge to be lighter or darker? Then that can inform which mode you're going to go into. A great uh, tip for working with modes is if you want to have different sections is use the um, major scale that the mode is derived from and sort of switching for that into the chorus. So if you're doing, let's say, um, a Dorian, which is, you know, the 
Dorian Vamp, they call it, which is a... And uh, this would be a Dorian. Of course, that uses the all the notes from the G major scale. Is that you can actually just go into G, and that it, it's a very comfortable kind of change, even though you're using the same note. So, and then. Because you're using the same notes, they're kind of related, and that kind of gives it a nice lift. Uh, there's an example in Lydian when we get to it that I can uh, that I'll mention as well because it works quite well. All right, so why don't we move on to our uh, Lydian example, um, Jeff? You want to talk about uh, dreams a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess. Yeah, why don't we talk about the Lydian scale first? Yes, okay. Fair I'll, enough. <laughs> so uh, if we're going back to C major, um, let's just talk about it in relation to C, because I'm a keyboard player. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so starting in C, right, we've got our regular major scale, right, going up and down. So to make it Lydian, I'm raising the fourth note of my major scale. And that's basically the only change. So I get to the fourth note, and it goes up a half step and the rest of it is just major, right? It is also the fourth degree of the major scale. So if I play a C major scale, and I just move up four notes, and I play a C major scale again, starting on the fourth note, that gives me F Lydian, right? Which is another way to look at it, right? So you can look at it either way. I like to think of it just as a sharp four because you can just quickly uh, figure out, okay, what key am I in? Oh, I'm in A, okay, A major scale, raise that fourth note, done. Um, so it makes makes it a quick uh, way to sort of figure out the key if you have to have to uh, do that. Um, so uh, in Lydian, you've got um, that raised fourth, which has a very, very distinctive sound. It really makes it a little brighter, especially when it comes to the second chord. Um, now, I'm actually playing this in A, so I'll just give an example in A. So here's A major, and here's A Lydian. And that really changes the, the harmony as well as the melody of the song. So I'll play a little bit of uh, Dreams. Now, um, this is... This is kind of in Lydian, but there's a bit of controversy about that, which I, th I think we'll afterwards. <laughs> um, I still see it as Lydian, but other people don't, um, uh -huh. because it, it, it's centered around A, right? In this case, uh, the original song I think is an F. Uh, mm -hmm. I changed it just so I can sing it. <laughs> um, so it's it's centered around that uh, A as the tonic, um, and that's to me is what kind of makes it Lydian. So I'm just going to do a little bit of the chorus, which I'm sure everybody's heard before. Thunder. You can hear it. basically the whole song is two chords, <laughs> yeah. um, and it is in the verse as well. It just basically it's two chords all the way through. So in the key of um, A, the chords I'm playing are A major and B major, although I'm kind of doing a B sus four just to make it sound nice on piano. Um, but basically the song is A major, B major, or um, if you look at it in harmonic terms in Lydian, it's the one chord and the two chord. Um, major. 
Yeah, which is really interesting because that normally doesn't happen, right? So it kind of gives it a very, uh, very unique sound. Um, if I was to do a chord scale going up in uh, Lydian, what I get is I get major, major, uh, minor, and then I have a diminished chord, which is a little odd on the um, four chord. Yeah, four chord. And then the five chord is major. And then we've got uh, minor. And then we got, uh, what's interesting is we have a, a minor chord as well on the seven, which is usually diminished, which is kind of interesting. And that also gives it kind of an interesting sound, right? So we've got a minor seven, and then we've also got a major two, which are kind of the two big uh, changes in, in Lydian. Mm -hmm. um, and then the melody um, kind of plays off of the major seven of that chord, right? So if I'm on A, and I go up to the seventh note in the scale, I get a G sharp. Um, so the melody actually starts on the on the seven. Right? In the in the chorus. Um, but the whole song is kind of sort of centered around uh, around the sort of like the third minor of your Lydian scale. And therein lies a bit of the controversy uh, because some people think that it actually belongs to that minor scale as opposed to um, uh, a Lydian. Um, so there's kind of two ways of looking at it. Um, it since it never goes to that chord, um, I I think it's in, it's in Lydian because it really is centered around that. A chord or the one chord in Lydian, uh, but uh, others, uh, I believe, have have uh, correct me if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm saying this wrong, but have have thought of it in terms of that minor key. So basically, the it's it's um, when 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 I did look it up on UltimateGuitar.com, it, it like you say originally it's in it's in F. They they mm -hmm. didn't say the first chord was F major. They said the first chord was A minor. And when I played it like that on my piano, it would sound a like I play along to the song. It would sound completely wrong. The one the one difference is I found that yeah, in at the top of the chorus, it was it felt more like an F major seven, which yeah. which has an A minor on top of it. Like it, it, it incorporates the A minor. So I think yeah, there there is a little bit of fuzziness there, I suppose. But I, I would tend to agree with you, Jeff. It is it is certainly major one, major two. Like I think one of the issues is uh, very often with Lydian, because Lydians, they call it a very unstable um, mode, that if you break up with it, it'll sort of like scratch your car up and stuff. <laughs> so, um, you know, you want to be careful with Lydian, that they very often, because it's, it's so easy to, especially if you hit the five, because the five is so strong, because it's a major, that they will very often pedal on the root. And just giving you a, an example is, uh, I think it's from Tom Petty's Here Comes My Girl. And it's, again, a major one, two, a major one, major two chord, you know, which a lot of guitarists do as we do this. Guitarists learn the shape and they just move their hand up and down. That's why guitarists do what they do. It's one and two. So you could play one and two, which in this case would be A and B, which is... So that's one and two, but what he does is he pedals on the A, so he gets. And that kind of gives it more of a Lydian sound. And just to give you an indication, Lydian is related to the E major scale, I believe. So if you do that, that kind of sounds cool. Then go up to the E. It kind of gives it that nice natural sort of lift. 
Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like it's a key change, but because it's, well, it's a mode change, but it's, it's a related, it's the related major to that mode. And kind of uh, playing around with those two things can be kind of a nice, easy way of getting a nice natural lift. Actually, John Williams does, he uses Lydian a lot, but he, he often will pedal his root note, which kind mm-hmm. of helps it maybe seem a bit more Lydian. Yeah. 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 I think one thing you just have to be careful of in Lydian is that two chord. Um, and the reason why is if you think about it, where Lydian sits in the major scale, it's the it's the fourth degree of your major scale. That second chord is actually also the dominant of your major scale. Uh, right. So when you're uh. writing in Lydian, it's very, very important that you uh, strongly uh, uh, emphasize that root, because as you said, it is unstable. Um, and if you use too much of that two chord, right, which is also the dominant chord in major, it's going to sound like it's in major, right? And uh, there's actually a lot of uh, pieces, uh, I was kind of looking up, you know, different Lydian songs uh, for uh, for the show. Um, there's a lot of songs that are erroneously uh, called Lydian um, that really are just on the four chord of the major, right? They're kind of centered on the four chord and then they end up in, in major later, which really kind of makes them major, not Lydian, right? So mm-hmm. it, it really has to center on that four, uh, on that uh, first chord of Lydian uh, as the root to, to be sort of true Lydian. Uh, you can kind of do it for a while and then go to the major, but then it really sort of becomes uh, the major key as opposed to the Lydian key. Right. It's it interesting what you guys, you guys are both saying something that, that again, the the YouTube that I, that I explored um, F Mixolydian on, the other discovery I made was I've always known about leading tones, but it really became illuminated in, in the idea of leading tones. You talk about what the dominant chord is of a of a of a, of a key, and that you can use it as as your as a strong cadence um, back to your to your one chord, and that really solidifies that it's in this key or this mode. And and what is a leading tone? So a leading tone is when you're moving from. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, but the way I understand it is you're moving from one chord to another chord, and um, in that relationship, there's a semitone movement of one of those notes. The chord is typically a triad, three notes, and one of those notes, particularly the third, sometimes is moving, you know, a semitone into the into the back to the one chord. And you know, like Jeff, uh, I feel you were just talking about, you know, moving from you know A Lydian into E because A Lydian has that sharp four, and it and it's a semitone away from. Right. And and that and that's why that movement sort of sounds smooth and and consonant um, more so than if you if you move to something that's more further um, detached. That's is, is true. That, do you think that's a good assessment, Jeff? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it, it is often a semitone relationship, and mm-hmm. then you've also got like dominant seven chords, right, where you have the tritone, right? Mm. Um, devil's interval, as they used to refer to it uh, back in the olden days, and it was it, you'd, you'd be punished with death if you used it. Um, that yeah. tritone, if you're doing a dominant seven chord, uh, also referred to as a diminished fifth or an augmented fourth, really wants to result right that leads very strongly to um basically back to your major one chord um now this becomes a bit complicated for instance in in lydian where Mm. that dominant chord is actually your second chord in lydian right and this is where the problem arises in making sure that you're in lydian and not in major uh, because that chord really wants to resolve back to the one chord of your key right so if i'm in uh i'm doing this in g major uh, but let me go to uh a again because we're kind of talking about a so if i do an e 
7, E down at 7 chord, that naturally wants to go to A, right? Or to the, uh, the root chord of A major. And that is actually, um, oh, sorry, I'm doing that in... That's, that, that, that would be in major, right? Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking A, I, I should be thinking E. <laughs> so we're actually talking about E major, but A Lydian. Sorry, I'm, my signals got crossed there. So actually it would be a B7, really want to go back to an E chord, right? So um, E, of course, is not the tonic chord of A Lydian, right? And that's the problem, right? So if we use that incorrectly, it's going to really sound like it's in E. Right, that it wants to go back to E. And that major chord, even though it doesn't have that tritone in it, it's still got that really strong sort of dominant feel. And in a way, also the first chord of Lydian has a strong pull as well, because that's actually the subdominant. So uh, if, when we talk about one, four, five chords, one is your tonic, four is your subdominant, and five is your dominant chord, right? So in the key of E, uh, one is E, four would be A, and five would be B. So when I'm doing Lydian, my first chord is actually that subdominant chord, right? So when I do this, which is my one chord and two chord in Lydian, it really kind of feels like I want to go back here because that's what our ear is used to hearing. Right, right, right. Yeah, of course, of course. I wanted to give an example of leading tones because I think um, if you're not really clear about what that means, I'm just going to go from A to D and... So that note... It's a leading note. That's the leading tone you're talking about. It's 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 a half step away. Yeah. And that's what makes it sound smooth. And I think that's what Neil was. Yeah, and and and, and that's why that's why a lot of people play around play around with not a, a, a not with minor natural but minor melodic or minor harmonic because it has that raised seventh, which gives it. You know, a semitone away from your root note. I learned all this stuff. I actually kind of, kind of knew it intuitively, but it was a Rick Beato video where he started talking about this kind of in depth and and really started illuminating it in certain songs with with the way the melody worked and with the chords worked and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, leading tones are actually way more important than I thought they were. <laughs> so Jeff, how about uh, when working with modes? What should um, our listeners think about? Um, yeah, I think I think the thing is that, uh, you know, when you're writing a song, um, ultimately, you want to pick what what works with the song. And, um, you know, if you're writing a song in major, uh, for example, try to uh, look at some of the other modes, perhaps that aren't too far away from that major key, right? So Lydian is actually a good one in that case, because there's only one note different, right? We're just raising that two chord, right? So major to Lydian is a really nice uh, kind of change in there. And it gives you some different chords that you can use. Uh, even if your song is just in major, you can, you know, borrow that two major chord, for instance, right? Um, to make it sound a little bit more interesting. You can also borrow the seven minor chord as a nice one as well, right? Using this as opposed to the diminished chord which doesn't sound very nice in major, right? So, you know, borrowing those chords can really help sort of give it, uh, give your song different colors. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, the melody would sort of go along with that, right? So if your melody kind of fits with those chords, um, you just have to make sure that you make the changes in the melody that match your your uh, harmonic changes. Um, but yeah, if you if you kind of go to a, a, a mode that's very similar, um, it, it sounds great. And it's, it's not too far of a change. Uh, you know, if you went from major to Locrian, for example, that that 
<laughs> maybe might not sound quite so good because so many notes are being changed uh, from where you're coming from. Another good uh, one to consider is Mixolydian, right? B uh, mm -hmm. Because that, again, is only one note different. Uh, Mixolydian is a lowered seven, basically, from your major scale. And again, that gives you some other interesting chords like your dominant seven which is used, uh, dominant seven one chord, which is used quite a bit in the blues. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you listen to blues music, often they'll have uh, dominant chords on, on the tonic. Um, and that, again, gives it a really uh, interesting sound. Also gives you a, a flat seven uh, major chord, which is, is a really nice change. So again, going down from your tonic chord, rather than doing this, which would, is what it would be in, in major, you can do this which is a really nice change going down uh, basically a whole step from your, your root chord. Um, so it, all of these mm. give your song different colors, uh, both harmonically and, and melodically. But when you build um, a chord, aren't you usually using a flattened seventh? So if I make a ninth, isn't the seventh um, usually flattened? Uh, there's a major seven Well, as there's well. a major seven, then it would be yeah, major which, seven, which is... nine. Yeah, so the major seven is the natural seven from the major scale. So the, the dominant seven is, um, is, is more commonly used than the major seven. Major seven is used a bit more in jazz. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you see a seven on a chord, that is traditionally a dominant seven. So it's a lowered seven from your major scale. But that doesn't make it mixolydian just because you're using a dominant chord. Right, yeah. Not necessarily, because you're talking about where the key is actually anchored and this is more it's more stuff than that than just using it because you know, you're right dominant chords are all over the place in blues and rock and pop and everything yeah and they're traditionally sort of used more on the five chord right mm -hmm. the five chord is quite often dominant because that helps pull you back to the root of of the key right so if i do one four and then five seven that, that really right. pulls back strongly back to that root chord. But in, in blues, for instance, they make all of those dominant, right? So it would be a dominant one chord, dominant four chord, dominant five chord, right? Which, which really changes the sound. And that's right. more uh, uh, similar to Mixolydian. Right. Right, yeah, because if you're just using a dominant five chord, you're still in, like, if you're in a major key and using a dominant five chord, you're not, you're not going out of key, you're not. Yeah, yeah so that's still natural to see major. So Neil, you had you had talked about sort of brightness and darkness in the various modes. Can you um, expand on that a bit? Yeah, and I think we're, we're going to post a resource on on the website as well that um, our, our listeners should be familiar with the Circle of Fifths because we posted it as a number of a number of times, and uh, it, it's kind of related to the Circle of Fifths in terms of you know like Mixolydian, like we were saying before, has it's the same as a major scale but one flat, and Dorian has the same as a major scale but two flats, Aeolian three flats. Um, Phrygian four flats, Locrian five flats, it's kind of crazy, right? Lydian one sharp. So when you think about sharp and 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 dark or bright and dark, it, the same way as we talked about in our Circle of Fifths episode, if you move, if you're going from one section of a song to another section of a song and you're going clockwise in your in your modulation, then it's going to sound brighter. It's going to tend to sound brighter and vice versa. If you go counterclockwise, it's going to sound a little bit darker and the resource we're posting on the web on, on, on the website which takes circle of fifths and just i just added sort of the modes 
as they relate to the C root um, key, um, is the same sort of thinking. So if you if you're in Ionian and you want to sound darker, then you might go to Dorian. If you're in Aeolian and you want to sound brighter, you might want to go to Mixolydian and go clockwise on the circle. So it's just a little guide to sort of say, you know, this way is brighter and this way is darker. Generally speaking, I mean, you know, your melody is going to factor into that, and your, um, you, you know, your. Uh, your lyrics and all the rest of it will, will factor into that sort of thing. But just in terms of a tonal palette, you know, it may sound a little bit darker or brighter. That's all. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. yeah. The, the other question I had, Jeff, is that I mean, we 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 the, the three of us actually collaborated on on picking these these songs. Um, you know, one from 1983 and one from 1970, whatever, whenever Dreams came out, way back when. Are there current pop music are they playing with modes yeah that's a good question um i think unfortunately a lot of mainstream pop music has you know uh gone uh very very simple um there a lot of songs use the same chords for instance in the verse and the chorus uh often there's no bridges anymore right so the whole song tends to be you know, three, four chords often. Uh, and it tends to be centered around either major or minor, you know, uh, mm. uh, you know, just those standard keys. Uh, however, there's a lot of sort of under underground music out there which experiments with that still. Uh, there's a lot of sort of jazz and funk groups out there. Um, I'm a big fan of like Lewis Cole and uh, Noer. I don't know if you guys know them, but uh, they're uh, they're like a young group of sort of funk jazz musicians in the, from the US. And they still, I mean, their, their music is more jazzy, so they're going to explore that stuff more. Mm -hmm. um, they, they use some of that. Um, and there's, uh, I think there's some other groups that are, you know, sort of lean in that same direction. There's a bit more complicated music out there. And I think it is still being used. Uh, one place it's still being used a lot uh, is film scores, right? So yes. film scores use a lot of different modes, and also variations of modes. And actually, one of them, one of them, I'll, I'll just mention really quickly, because I was going to talk about this. Uh, it, we were talking about Lydian before. <laughs> about that raised four, uh, there's also something called Lydian flat seven, which Danny Elfman loves. Oh, um, so if you take that scale, you just lower that mm -hmm. seven as well. You kind of get a combination of Lydian and Mixolydian, and then you get the Simpsons. The Simpsons theme, yeah. So he's, he's basing that all around uh, Lydian flat seven. So there's combinations of modes that you can use too. But yeah, it's it's very common in film score music. Uh, you hear that Lydian, especially all the time for those fantasy sequences or dream sequences. Right, because it has such a nice uh, sort of uplifting fantasy quality to it. Uh, there's also something called the whole tone scale, which is is uh, similar to Lydian, um, and that's also used quite a bit. So it's it's used a lot in film score. It's used with uh, groups that are you know sort of doing a little bit of more jazzy type music. But I, I would say in mainstream pop music, uh, there isn't a lot of modal stuff, unfortunately, going on. Yeah, because I mean, there's these two songs we picked. They they were pop songs back in their day. Yeah, maybe we'll kick off uh, kick off uh, a new modal revolution in pop music. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. And just for the record, um, you know, Neil, you were saying about you know which have two, you know, which keys have two flats or or three sharps. Guitarists never think that way. Yeah, it is a it is a very piano centric. Yeah, yeah. We're we're from different worlds, but somehow we make it work. 
we we make it work somehow. It's um, <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's all I can do. Like I can think like a pianist because I am a pianist. That's true. <laughs> I've tried to think like a guitarist. It's, it boggles my mind. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> all those guitarists and all their sharp keys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they never, they never, when, it, when, it, when I was in high school, all the band music was in like three, four flats. You'd talk to a guitarist who'd play in, play in four flats and be like, what? Well, because what guitarists do is we know that, you know, you start off, then you put your, your, your hand shape on the third fret, and then you move it up to the fifth fret. Yeah. And then if the guitarist says he wants it higher, you start on the fourth fret, and then you go to the sixth fret. Like, you, mm. like they don't sort of think about music in that same kind of way. No, they think no. about like hand shapes and moving their hands around. And that's, so yeah. guitar music has a certain quality to it. And we do a lot of that one major, two major thing, because that's really common, especially when you're just starting out and you just only know how to use the, the major hand shape and just moving it up and down. The, right, the right. Neck. And, and if you want, if you want modal stuff in, in guitar, you got to go to like jazz or progressive rock or, yeah, you know bands like you know the old old school Genesis or some of the nineties stuff. Psychedelic like first, yeah, for example. So there, there are a lot of there are a lot of guitarists out there that do play with modes for sure. So Jeff, did you ever have an aha moment in working with modes that uh, our listeners might be able to uh, glean from you? Um, an aha moment. Um, I think I, I studied them when I uh, when I went to Humber College for jazz, uh, just theoretically, and didn't really think too much about it. It's just, okay, so this is Ionian, this is Dorian, this is Lydian. It was all kind of like theoretical concepts. Um, but I think when I started, especially writing music for film, um, mm. I think that was probably the first time, apart from soloing, you know, like in jazz soloing, you do use those modes quite often, right? So I was playing, you know, for instance, Lydian or Lydian flat seven over a dominant chord in, in jazz music, because that's very common. Uh, but I think from a writing perspective, um, I think that uh, for me, it was when I did um, uh, did film music because there's so much use of those different modes, which creates so much uh, color and also uh, uh, emotion, right? Uh, using, um, you know, uh, like I mentioned, Lydian uh, sort of creates like a fantasy, uh, you know, a, a lifting sort of element really makes you feel wonder, um, you know, whereas, you know, using, uh, you know, Phrygian or using uh, Aeolian will make it much darker sounding. And it really, it's really interesting in your use of harmony because you listen to uh, film scores, especially the chords are all over the place. Uh, you know, uh, John Williams, uh, Danny Elfman, all those guys, uh, they don't stay in one key. <laughs> and, you know, four bars might be Lydian, and then all of a sudden it's off somewhere else and it's gone to a completely different key. So that was a, sort of an aha moment for me. Like, I, I found that I could use these modes to create, um, you know, feeling and create emotion. And I'm hoping that's a real takeaway for our listeners, too, is is start to explore this stuff and and try and think about the ways that you can write with modes with intention. Right, like say, you know, like like we're saying, if you want a darker, if you want a lighter, brighter tone, then move this way, move that way, and let, let it support it. Because, like you say, a lot of a lot of, you know, we talk about we talk about things like prosody, like lining up the lyric with with the with the with the music. You know, if your if your bridge goes to lyrically goes to someplace really dark, do you then want to move into a darker mode and see how that feels like, or do you just want to stay in major like you've always done? You know, but think about how the tone of the music reflects your lyrical content is, is one way to, to think about it as a songwriter. Yeah, fasc fascinating stuff. 
Absolutely, and lots and lots to explore. So oh, yeah. everyone joins in on our songwriting challenge this year. I know we're going to enjoy it, right, Phil? I think so, actually. <laughs> and, and, and Jeff, you're more than welcome to to uh, participate in our challenge, write a, write a song in a particular mode. Not a film score. It's true. <laughs> it's <not a> song, <laughs> which could be an interesting challenge for you. Um, all right. Thanks so much for being uh, being here with us today, um, Jeff Greenway. And uh, where can our listeners hear more of your music? Um, I, I have a webpage, uh, jeffallengreenway.com, and I'm also active on SoundCloud and on Facebook, if anybody's interested in checking it out. Cool, cool. We'll certainly send our listeners that way, so be sure to check out the uh, show post for this episode. Lots of resources, and uh, we're also going to have a dedicated uh, webpage on our on our website, songtalk.ca, uh, about all about the 2023 Songwriting Challenge, which we're going to put lots of resources about modes and, um, and all the episodes that we do associated with it, so be sure to check that out. Um, and uh, we do want to hear from you, so please send us your comments, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at songtalkradio, or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. Subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider, and you can find links to all the stuff we mentioned, especially on this episode, uh, on our resources page on songtalk.ca. And please join us at our next monthly Song Talk meetup. Whether you're in Toronto for our in-person meetups or anywhere in the world for our online meetups, it's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup, bring a song and a lyric sheet, and get constructive feedback from other songwriters stop by songtalk.ca for the link uh, you can follow me at neilmodi.com you can follow phil at philemory.ca and uh jeff what's what's your favorite social media platform where do you go the most um probably facebook facebook all right check out Je jeff allen greenway on facebook and uh, thanks for listening everybody be sure to stop by the website songtalk.ca to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest thanks for tuning in and keep, keep on, on writing, writing. hey we did it that time <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of yeah